You are listening to the Hot Breath Podcast. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and welcome to your weekly guide to comedy mastery. For stand-ups, you can't be stubborn about where you're funny. <laughs> Not anymore. You know, because the, the dream yep. of like just being in smoky bars and having an HBO exec in the back of the room being like, you got something, you mm-hmm. know, let's give you a special, that's over. Like you need a ton of stuff online, not necessarily, you know, sketches online, but you need all your videos on YouTube. Like people need to be able to find you. They want to see your stuff before you get there. I don't know. Um, I, I just really think you got to be funny anywhere you can. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's online. People are looking for that like crazy. Hot breath. What's up, hot breath of ours? This is your favorite comedian, Joel Byers, and you know what time it is. Hot breath. Oh, that feels so right. This is a big episode, I gotta say, hot brethren and sisterin. We are following up with the legendary Carlos Miller interview we posted last week, so I had to bring another banging guest for you. Even if you've never heard of him, just have faith that this is going to be another winning Hot Breath episode. Because my gentleman I interviewed today is a returning guest. I interviewed him on Hot Breath episode 75 about his journey into becoming one of the top Viners in the world. Nominated Viner of the Year several times, toured the world based off his Vine, and he was about to move to New York to start working with what he called clients, a.k.a. big brand corporations, So now that he's back in Atlanta for the time, I was able to sit down with him, follow up on what he's learned about working with these pretty much corporations trying to transition their brand into the social media market. So he had a lot of great insights into how you can do it as a low-budget creative that can then replicate what these big companies are doing and throwing all this money and research into. You get on hot breath. So congratulations for tuning in. If you do enjoy this, of course, a five-star review on iTunes goes a long way. Even further, just telling a friend, family member, you have all been doing so much to help share these episodes lately and how much you're learning. Please keep that up, and I will keep these episodes up. So, without further ado, there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with Aaron... This is all new, man. You're the first one that's going to be a part of this new video telecast. Yeah, you made a terrible choice. You? Are you a terrible (laughs) choice? The first one on camera? Yeah. Could have gotten someone a little prettier. No, that's why we went with you. It's fine. (laughs) We want to ease them into it. Yeah, it's great. Got the little little tripod cams. We're recording, says producer Amon Garner. We're recording. The video is on. We got the thumbs up from the producer. We're going. Dope. All right. We're going to do a clap sync, everybody. Clap sync. All right. One, two, three. And the phone call. Perfect time. We're going to do a clap sync. Oh, never mind. I'll just have my phone go off. That'll be good. Awesome. Aaron Tuning. Hello. Welcome to the Hot Breathiverse. Thank you. It's good to be back. Welcome back, my friend. Mm-hmm. Ever since Hot Breath episode 75. Yeah, and this is episode 
136. All right. You've, you've stuck to it. I love it. You got to follow Carlos Miller. Those are some big shoes to fill. Okay. Yeah. So great. Don't mess Just this throw up. some pressure on me at the top. <laughs> Feel good. <laughs> no, you're, you're a pro man. Last time we talked, first off, first episode was all about pretty much how you built a vine following into not only like the hundreds of thousands being nominated Viner of the year twice and how you've been able to parlay that into actual work outside of just quote social media. Yeah. And last time we spoke, you were just about to leave to go to New York Mm -hmm. and now you're back here in the A. I am back. Yeah. So that was, uh, maybe 20 months ago or so, a little more than a year and a half. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I was about to move, um, moved. Yeah. And it was great. Had a great year and a half up there. Uh, my hope was never to stay up there. I was thinking like three, four years. Um, but I picked up some clients, which was the goal. And then I started traveling all the time. Uh, uh-huh. Like the first couple months of this year, I was there two weeks and I was paying New York paying rent. New so York as soon rent, as I yeah. didn't need to be there, I was like, all right, I'm going back where I'm happiest and I can live better. You make it sound so easy. You're like, okay, so I moved to New York, got a bunch of clients and started traveling like crazy. <laughs> you make well, it sound like, well, no, I mean, I didn't go up there with nothing. Like I went up there with a plan. I went up there 10 times the year before for work. Oh, okay. So, like there was stuff going on for me up there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, I want to, you know, go to one of the big comedy cities and figure it out. Like that wasn't what I was doing at yeah. all. Cause I love it here. I wouldn't have left if I didn't feel like I needed to for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I had some great roommates who were kind of in the same space. Got, uh, we kind of shared some work and clients and yeah, that's kind of how that happened. And you say clients, these are like corporations. These are yeah. Brands. Brands. Love the brands. <laughs> you know, as you can see, you're repping a brand right now in your shirt. Yeah. AT- my AT&T? AT&T shirt. Yeah. I've been working with them a lot. I mean, if anyone gives me a free shirt, I'm going to wear it. <laughs> okay. Unless it's like terrible, <laughs> you know, but still, like, if you give me a MAGA hat, I'm not going to wear it. Okay. Outside. Yeah, but like yeah. if it's comfortable, you know, maybe, you know I mean? maybe for your dad though, right? Who <laughs> killed the bear? Who has like the he's North- killed? Oh, the bear! He's killed with a bow and arrow. Over two thousand doves in one day. In one day? Yeah, he held a record for Argentina for a while. <laughs> uh, it's insane. <laughs> That's dovicide. I know, and we're just so different. Um, but yeah, if you give me free free swag, free apparel, give me a hot press shirt. I'll yeah, wear yeah. It. All the time. Whoa. Well, I need to print more then. <laughs> you made one for yourself? I did like an online campaign to where it was like one of those websites to where you could order it from the site and then they print it and then get all the money. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so th- I bought one. That was it. Cool. We're going to bring them back though. I would wear it. I have a good feel. You would wear I it? I would wear it hard. Wow. We'll have to get some more sponsors on there. We'll get an AT&T logo on there. Yeah. Make it a full like NASCAR looking. Exactly. <laughs> uniform. How did you even get linked up with this? Is We're not talking about like, this is not some mom and pop shop you're working with. These are like major players in the world. Yeah. Uh, so my, my roommates up there, the Bethman brothers, they do like stop motion video. Okay. Uh, and they work with a bunch of brands and AT&T is one of their big clients. So I moved up there. That was one of the clients I wasn't expecting to get. So that was a New York surprise, which is great. Um, they were going to an event, a PGA tour tournament with AT&T to make stop motion and cool, like time-lapse kind of content. Um, and they needed someone to do interviews and kind of some funnier stuff. So they suggested me, AT&T had me out, uh, and it went well. And then I've just kept working with them ever since. So you're talking about finding all these brands. Let's say you go to New York. What are these, what are these brands looking for? What, how do you, 
how do you even get in the room with them? Because this is something a lot of comedians, I think, could benefit from or just creative people in general is like, okay, there's one angle of like creating content for yourself, but there there's not necessarily money in that, at least up front. Right. So how are you getting in the rooms with these people? Uh, whew, there's, I mean, word of mouth is huge. Like having word these relationships mouth. with roommates. Um, I mean, we talked about it last time with Vine. Um, I did a project with Vine. They did one series ever and I got to uh-huh. like co-direct and write that. Yeah. Um, and just built relationships with everyone there. So when Vine ended, all those people went and did other stuff and I'm still friends with them. So one went to head up AT&T creative. <laughs> one has like a sports media agency that I work with a lot now. Um, so, I mean, I, I felt that coming, but my Vine ending was very good for my career just because all yeah. these people I've built relationships with kind of spread out yeah. into different worlds. So a lot of it's come from that. It, yeah. It's all just relationships. Like I, I know a lot of people that can do what I do just as good, some better. Um, but the thing I can really control is no one's going to be easier to work with than me. You know what I mean? Like I, if I can do one job with them, I, my hope is that they'll always want to work with me. Well, what is it that you actually do? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is a big question. Good start there. Um, I mean, it totally depends. I'm half in front of the camera, half behind camera. So mm-hmm. for the brand stuff, um, the stuff that's actually work and pays, um, I'm hosting a lot. So that's what I do for AT&T normally. So I'll do man on the street or like the PGA tournament, you know, interview some players and just kind of make it funny and goofy. Then I'll also do some sketches um, cause I mean, comedy people are, and brands are starting to realize that's how you do it. You make people laugh, mm. you do compact content that's people want to share. People don't want to share a five minute video. People don't want to watch a five minute video unless you're in a theater. Um, yeah, they want these like short, you know, I and mean, gif meme humor is huge. It makes us feel dumb <laughs> and it is making us dumb probably, uh-huh. but like short little 30 second bits and things do really well online. And so there's these brands like Wendy's who kill it on social media. Have you seen their stuff? No, they are so sarcastic and they roast every other restaurant. Really? Oh, they're so good. (laughs) Um, and I hear people talking about Wendy's all the time now because of it. Oh, like just like at a bar and you're talking about a Wendy's tweet. Uh huh. It's unbelievable. So like people are starting to realize we just need to be ridiculous, you know, make people laugh and they'll share it. Cause right now, if we just like, I was like, AT&T, check out their internet. We're at a golf tournament. No one cares, you know? Yeah. Um, but if it's like funny and engaging and happens to be with a brand, people will still share it. What are they, what are they specifically looking for? Exactly. Am, am I, am I, is my audio playing as well? I'm on. We're on. Okay. I just couldn't hear it as well as his. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just have a booming, your, your booming voice, sexy is, voice. Like, you got a very good oh, yeah. AM radio voice. Right. So it's all good. No worries. <laughs> I want to break the fourth wall there for a second. Yeah. I just did the, uh, uh, their PGA tournament again. Uh huh. And they had a couple people coming there. Influencers. Oh, that term makes me want to jump off a cliff. Oh, that's what they say. Okay. Um, so it was like a trick shot golf artist. I've seen you Josh post videos with him. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and they just say, I was kind of the host for the week. So every day there'd be a new, creator or influencer or creative person coming in and they wanted me to make a video with them. So I'd have a sketch every day 
Um, and we'd shoot it and my guys would edit it that evening and they'd post it the next morning. So, you so would, that's what they wanted. You would, you would write these sketches? Uh, yeah, write them and direct them and be in them and in, like a, in like a crazy all around, you know, around the clock weekend. That's just so they could post every day. They'll shoot something and then have it ready to go by the next day. Mm -hmm. Is that, that's the turnaround it requires, I guess. Usually if it's, cause you're not going to be like, Hey, check out this event we did last week. You know, right, they want to say right, like, right, right. we're here at the AT&T Byron Nelson day three kind uh -huh. of thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a big, a big thing is like events, lightning edits, super quick turnarounds. You mentioned in our previous interview, how important consistency is. And how that can really be like the key to developing a following and building that reputation. Yeah. Just as far as like posting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think staying in people's minds, you gotta, mm. you know, even, I mean, you know, doing sketches and things every once in a while, you'll have a banger. Um, and then it's, you got to fight the like, okay, well now I'm going to wait till the next banger. You got to like just be pushing right. stuff out. So people kind of feel invested in you and what you're doing. That's how I've always thought of it. And I feel like it's, uh, it's worked. That well. can, the quality can also suffer. It can doing that. Yeah. Um, I try to do, be consistent like on my stories. Okay. Um, cause it's a lot less pressure, but if it's like a post that's going to live, I try to make sure the quality's there, but you know, 24 hours, I'll do any dumb thing on my story. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you have like half written bits, but on a story you can just talk about it it'll be gone in a day yeah you can almost just rant on there yeah that's been uh something i've kind of tried to focus on this year i think it's done well what is their system in place as far as like generating content on a consistent basis and maybe you even being you know behind the camera now and also having been in front of it what kind of systems have you been able to implement to consistently churn out content so i i don't churn out content like I used to. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a good thing for my career. Cause that means I'm, I'm getting jobs that are keeping me more busy. Yeah. Um, cause when I was doing content every day, like when Vine was around, that was my working resume to be like, I promise I'm funny and I can write jokes and whatnot. Um, and I didn't have that many jobs. That's why I was able to do that every day. So now, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I'm traveling a ton, which is great tiring after a while, but very happy. And I have to like zoom out and be thankful, you know, um, traveling, yeah, the, getting the, paid to travel and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the focus. So the focus really isn't about daily content for me anymore. Okay. Because I never wanted to be like a, in, you know, influencer, internet creator, YouTuber person. That was never kind of my goal. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get my name out there and then hopefully get jobs that I really wanted to do. What with the current landscape, what kind of tips could you give comedians to get their name out there? Who? Um, I mean, collaborating is huge. Um, I mean, the podcast is one way to do that. Mm -hmm. Is um, I mean, I've done a couple podcasts recently, and it just opens you up to a whole new group of people you haven't tapped into yet. Um, but I think for stand-ups, you can't be stubborn about where you're funny. <laughs> Not anymore, <laughs> you know, cause the, the dream yep. of like just being in smoky bars and having an HBO exec in the back of the room being like, you got something, you mm -hmm. know, let's give you a special that's over. Like you need a ton of stuff online, not necessarily 
you know, sketches online, but you need all your videos on YouTube. Like people need to be able to find you. They want to see your stuff before you get there. I don't know. Um, I, I just really think you got to be funny anywhere you can. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's online. People are looking for that like crazy. What are they looking for the most? I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on, you know, what the job is you're looking for. But as you know, there's no corporate ladder for this. Right. At all. I'm like looking at SNL. Like people are from everywhere now. You have your improv guys. You have your stand-ups. You have your YouTube guys. It's just, yeah, be funny wherever, however you can. Um, And kind of something that that has worked out for me somehow, but just pairing, trying to be funny with my interests. Oh, like that's cool. I love baseball. Yeah. I love the Braves. And we talked about it last time. Right. Did some videos for them. I'm still, I still work I'm doing like three projects with them right now. And I love them. Like I, it's an actual passion of mine, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think if, yeah, I love video too. So I just kind of combined them all and put stuff out there. So I don't know. People in every space are looking for funny people to represent their interests. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if you were into furries, are you? Be the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Uh, but you know, fifth. if you can take a camera and do man on the street at a furry convention, where it's like genuine and something you're interested in, like people might latch onto you and you could be the, the furry man on the street guy. The furry funny guy. You know what I mean? Funny furry guy. Yeah. So like yeah. for me doing the, a Braves video, I was like, Hey, this is funny. I like video. I'm gonna make a funny Braves video and see what happens. And that got picked up and there's still a client of mine five years later. Yeah. I think we can get lost on the internet, especially as looking at trends and hashtags and like, Oh, what's the wave? How can I catch that wave? I think what you're saying has more longevity and it's like, well, take inventory on what your interests are mm. and then generate content geared towards that interest. And you will then gravitate people with similar interests. I think so. Okay. Uh, we talked when I got here. I was like, I don't have the pretty talking points in my head. So I don't even know <laughs> I was going to say that, but I think that's what I'm saying. And I think yeah. it makes sense, right? It does make sense. Uh, I mean, I guess it's different for everybody depending on what you're into. But authenticity seems to be a premium. For sure. And people that, you know, if you're into, you know, music, if you're like a, you know, big hip hop guy and you do reaction videos to songs and they're funny, like that's probably going to do well mm-hmm. if it's genuine to you, you know, and it's something you actually care about. I don't know. But as like a one person trying to run all these different social media accounts, it like, okay, we need to post to Instagram and I need to find something for Twitter and I need to put something on Facebook. And then, you know, they said something about YouTube. I got to be on YouTube because that's the new television. So it's, if you're one person, trying to allocate all this energy to all these different streams. Uh, I mean, how, what help us, Aaron? Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I do not know there. Uh, and I've definitely kind of drowned in that myself. Okay. Um, but I'm still using most social media as a resume. Gotcha. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to make YouTube my job. Like I'll post on YouTube every three months if I'm like inspired and have an idea I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, then Instagram, I'll post like when I'm on the toilet, but I'm not thinking too much about it. You know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're going all in on all that stuff, that would be very over- overwhelming. But for me, it's just, 
you know, kind of making it a billboard for what I want to do. And there are algorithms for each of these. There are. Are you versed in any of that? Not really. That's just confusing to me. Okay. (laughs) Especially like Instagram. I have no idea. Now that they reshuffled, you'll see like four days ago, this person posted and it's at the top of your feed. You're like, what the hell's going on? Right. Yeah. I don't get any of that stuff, to be honest. I didn't know if you being kind of behind the the wall and if you're you're working with someone like AT&T and I know you worked with other big companies as Mm -hmm. well is I feel like they're pouring in a lot of money into this new pretty much frontier of entertainment. So I figured they may have had some insights or seeing what they're asking you to do may provide insight into where the, the tide is rolling. Yeah. Roll tide. Uh, ugh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, was just, I was just in my head. Yep. Uh, Felt like one of your vines. Something I've heard a few times recently, um, and it's almost a throwback to vine, but they say we want short, super short content. Hmm. Like there's been a couple things where I brought a video crew my, my video guys here in Atlanta, Alst is their company. They're great. Um, but we had two like sh- shooters, two camera guys with me and like, yeah, we want like five second videos. And I'm like, what, what? We don't need to bring a crew for a week <laughs> for this. Um, they're like, yeah, that's what's performing well on all our stuff. So it's, you know, like physical comedy or one joke, one something, almost like a long gif, but that's what they wanted. That's like, that's like Vine was. Vine Pretty was, much. Was Vine six seconds? It was six seconds looping, yeah. So just a five second? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a newer thing I've heard, but I mean, it makes sense. Especially, I mean, like I was saying with something branded, if it's like a, I don't know, you you see a Samsung video, your first impulse isn't like, I'm going to share that. You know, you see like a funny or die or something, you're more like, this is probably funny, I'm going to share it. Right. But with, you know, things auto-playing, like on Facebook, you're like, I don't want to watch that. Oh, it's already playing. Um, if you can get through that in five seconds and it's quick and funny, people will watch it and maybe share it. And I guess with YouTube ads as well, I mean, those may, you have to, you can skip ad after five seconds. Right. So it's kind of trying to hook people in with that goldfish <laughs> mentality we have now. We Pretty can't much. focus at all. I know. So it's the, you know, clickbait kind of video yeah. where it's something outrageous something interesting click the link for more mm-hmm. or see how it you know resolves itself whatever you won't believe what happens next uh that's everywhere and i mean it gets clicks it gets people's dumb brains on it <laughs> i can't help it you know i've done that before you're part of the Just mindlessly like yeah i want to see it i gotta see what happens but you're also part of generating that content sometimes well. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean I don't know if I've been that explicitly clickbaity before, but I mean, there's definitely been some, especially if they're longer videos and, you know, Instagram, you have a minute, you have, sometimes you got to push to a certain link, you got to get eyes on a certain site. So it's short bite-sized content that pushes people to there. So when you're saying, let's say it's a five second clip, what platform are you making that for? Uh, it depends. Twitter video loops now. Okay. Um, that was kind of the thing when they let Vine go. Now we're going to loop videos on Twitter, just kind of take over that space. So it's usually Twitter. Okay. I'm not on there at all, really. Yeah. Do videos play well on Twitter? Like They do. Okay. Yeah, I think looping is big, especially as a short video. You know, you see a, a dog run into a fence, and it's already, you laugh, and then it's already looping. It's happening again. 
Mm. Like it's just better for shareable videos. Okay. And that's part of why Vine is so successful. Because it almost just, it starts to become like a running wheel in your head. Mm-hmm. You get addicted to it. It's not like, it. oh, that was funny. Let me rewind and, you know, click the wrong button, accidentally delete the video, bring it back up. But like, it's already going. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to keep playing until you stop me. So even promoting this podcast, it may be, sometimes I'll post like the video I've posted on Instagram, mm-hmm. I'll post on to Twitter. But maybe it's like, if one of the guests says something absurd in five seconds, it's just using that clip and then just posting that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that could be pretty. I think that'd be great. I mean, if you have like mm. a just an outrageous quote. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Well, I need an outrageous quote from you before the end of this. The, so. It was in the rhino's ass the whole time. <laughs> stamp it. Let's get a time stamp on that. We're going to. Let's see if you see that, that on, on Twitter and someone's just angry about a rhino's ass. You'd be like, what? I got to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to try crossover into with the podcast is into the more video generated content beyond just the audio, but actually making it more video heavy. And that's been a process. Yeah. So any insight you have into getting people woke to hot breath, I'm open. Man, I don't know. Um, well, I put my, <laughs> my podcast ended last night forever. Yeah, you, <laughs> so I'm probably not the right guy to talk to about that. <laughs> Cause uh, you've been traveling Learning about the content, though. Mm-hmm. Learning about what people want. So. Becoming an expert. Yeah, <laughs> I studied in, in China with ancient masters for a while. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I Longer content is is kind of a mystery to me because I've always specialized in short, shareable stuff. Okay. Um, like, I, I don't know of any podcast that went, like, viral. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I've gone viral, but that's kind of the whole a goal, you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. short, you need everyone to share it kind of thing. Um, yeah, I can think of like a podcast moment where everyone's like, you have to listen to this yeah. all over. You know what I mean? So it's just a little more getting devoted listeners and then it'll kind of slowly trickle out into new ears. That's kind of the podcast model, right? Patience. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Patience. Staying dedicated to it. And yeah, I don't know. Ew, consistency is a big player. But that's anytime I ask for advice, it always boils down to, well, you know, consistency stay and patience. At it. <laughs> yeah, just stay at it. Yeah, Don't quit and you'll eventually win. Yeah, I'm not sure. I really, that's a question mark for me. What I was hoping to have some questions answered on is you just working with like so many different companies. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still trying to figure out social media right now. Nobody, I mean, some people have theories and what works for one person may not work for the other person. Right. So I figured you being a part of organizations with that many resources and, and they're like investing in this as this is like the turn their, their livelihood relies on them figuring this out. Yeah. I was just hoping you would have some insights from just working at that level. Yeah. Um, I mean, brands attaching themselves to a person is what more and more people are doing. And it's so much smarter. It's, Mm. it's not an AT&T commercial. It's, you're following someone that you like, you know, that you already kind of like are into what they're doing and there happens to be, Oh, I'm on an AT&T thing now with like an AT&T hashtag, gotcha. but it's just easier to buy into than AT&T sponsored post. Here's the globe in your face, wireless internet, bleh, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, but it's like some musician and they're like doing their thing. The content you always like to see with a little AT&T tie in. Um, that's just, it goes down a lot smoother. For sure. 
Uh, that didn't answer your question at all. Yeah, that plays into <laughs> that they're leaning towards more like the influencer marketing. Yeah. That's becoming the big trend. It really is. I mean, it, it's everywhere. Okay. And I see, I see, you see it everywhere. And it's it, it's kind of a model that's always been around, but it's just it's kind, has to change a little bit for the internet. I mean, just like having a spokes, celebrity spokes, spokesperson for ad campaigns in the past, that's what it is just in a local smaller mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. how is a as a comedian specifically like what kind of tips would you have to help us kind of find our lane in the influencer space i know you hate that word i feel like every time i say no, I it you're I, I hate it too but oh you hate the word i, yeah, hate I don't really have oh really harsh feelings about it either way other than but envy. i mean that's what people say so it's fine I what, just, what don't you like about it i don't know it just feels so hokey and gross that's like, I didn't like being known as a Viner, even though I did uh, Vine. Right. Because you think of Viner and you think of Jake and Logan Paul and just absolute dickheads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I think of influencer and I think of like Instagram models where they have no career as soon as that Instagram goes down, you know? Right. So just the I word feels weird. Okay. Um, what was the question? <laughs> just I got, how I got triggered. No, you, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> we went off on a little tangent there, but it's more of just like what comedians can do to maybe become more influential or get the attention of these companies. Yeah. Um, I, I've had some conversations with some Atlanta guys recently about this and they're brilliant on stage. I mean, I, I some of the, I talked to our, uh, Damon Sumner. Yeah. Love Damon. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it recently cause he's like, yeah, I want to make some video stuff. And so we just kind of had conversations about it. Like some of his bits are their sketches, like make it a sketch. Hmm. Even like put it on video so people can replay it. Like there's, you know, comics where I'll go and I'll like hear a bit and I, that's all I think about for a week. And I like want to hear it again. I'm like, where is it online? Or is there, do you talk about this elsewhere? And it's just nowhere to be found. So I think if, if you can get people's attention on stage, they need to be able to check you out online. Hmm. So like have more stuff people can dig into online. I know you do. Mm-hmm. And so do I, uh, but a lot of comics don't. There's all their eggs in that one basket. So like your favorite bit that you've done for years, make it a video somehow. Try to, even if it's like rants on YouTube are huge. If you're just like doing your bit to your camera and doing like quick editing or make it a sketch, make it a conversation between you and another comic, like try to play with the video format and put it online. Cause if it's, if it's funny on stage, it's going to be funny on video. Boom. You know? Yeah. We can get lost in the world of, I'm a, I'm a stand-up. I'm a dark artist. It must be in the smoky bar to be truly understood. <laughs> right. But that's a, that's an old format that's only going to get leave you behind. Yeah, a good joke is a good joke anywhere. So if you have a good joke on stage, find as many different ways to iterate it around the internet. Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't need to like drive it home and you have the one, all of a sudden you have a catchphrase and that's all people <laughs> want to hear kind of thing. Um, but I think that's a good exercise is like, taking a bit you do on stage and do something with it on video Mm. and play with it. And you might find that you're, you're good at sketches or like, you know, I think if people follow you for your comedy and they haven't seen stuff like that, it'll, they'll be pleasantly surprised, you know? Seems like being one thing in, in whatever you're doing, it seems like just being one thing is not enough anymore. Absolutely. And how many times are, if, especially if you're a comedian on the local level, 
I mean, some touring, but you're not, you know, all over the place. How many times are people going to come to your shows? Like they're not going to be a fan of yours really, but if they see you every day, once a week, Mm. you're going to stay in their mind and they're going to care about what you're doing. They're going to care when you have tour dates, you know? Yeah. People forget. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen guys like Skullfest was great. Um, saw some guys like, I'd like to see them again. I don't remember their name. I don't, I don't know. But some of them were so good that I followed them. And now I'm like, once they're back in town, I'm there. Like, I want to see more of their stuff. But it, I feel like, and this may just be me personally, what I've observed, it seems like most comedians are struggling with that transition from being funny on stage to it's, it's almost like a whole other job you have to get good at now. That's true. Um, I, an important thing is finding people that have similar passions, like finding a video guy that's down to collaborate, mm-hmm. finding uh, a great podcast producer, Amon Garner, Amon that crushes. Shout out to Amon Garner. You know what I mean, that kind of frees you up to do your thing <laughs> and tell your jokes. Right. Um, that happened for me eight years ago. My friend Dan Duncan, who's still my go-to video guy, he like gets it. When I say, here's a sketch idea, he's like, great, I'm down. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding people like that is huge. I mean, I know not everyone has a, a circle. Like I've, I've been in the, I've been in video world more than comedy world. I'm kind of in the middle of both now. Um, so I have a lot of video contacts. That's what I've always done. Um, so I know if you only do stand up, you might not have those contacts, but they're out there. Mm-hmm. Ask yeah. around, get a guy to film a sketch for 50 bucks on some Sunday. People will do it. Yeah. And, and pay these people for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, if you can't pay more than 50 bucks. Great. But if it's like, you know, if you're getting paid pay for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like, if someone wants to collaborate on just an idea, that's just for fun, just to record something. People want to do that too. Yeah. You know, even when you're at a show, I mean, there's people in the audience. You just never know. I mean, I met Amon. He just came to my show indicator one time and then, We've been working together ever since, pretty yeah. much since the beginning of this podcast. Absolutely. And if, you know, on social, you can put anything out there, you'll get responses. Yeah, that's true. Like, hey, I'm looking for someone to shoot a quick video. Do you know anybody? If someone like that doesn't follow you, someone that knows somebody follows you, follows you, you know? Treat it like a resume, yeah. like you said. If you only just do stand up, once if somebody sees you, and I've heard, I've interviewed other comedians who have said this, they're like, okay, let's say, somebody a producer sees you doing stand-up they're like oh you're funny cool you can do stand-up what else can you do it's like do you have a pilot do you have any sketches i can watch you have a podcast yeah. like what else yeah it's like do you want to audition for this thing and you're like oh i've never acted I don't know. exactly I'm throw up yeah yeah so yeah i mean i think everything i ever say goes back to be funny wherever you can boom you know what i mean yeah not just on stage not just on video but like, if you really think you have a gift and it's what you want to do, you got to throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. And then once you see, let's say even these companies you're working with, because I, I feel like you just, you just have a unique perspective on the social media space right now. Just seeing these major high, you know, there's a lot of money revolving around these companies you're working with. So they want to make it work. So in looking at the evolution of the content, maybe from when you first started working with them to where they are now. And then maybe what that could help you predict what the future of content will be like. Could you take us through that Genesis? 
Yeah, I mean, kind of to use the two events that I've alluded to already, the AT&T Byron Nelson with AT&T. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, it was one of their first times kind of going the comedic route. Um, and we just dabbled in it. Like, I had a lot of hosting videos that were very much like, we're here at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Here on the 18th hole, there's beautiful Bermuda grass, you know? And, and no one really cares. Um, and then we did some man-on-the-street stuff, which is pretty funny, and it did well. Hmm. So I think that gets their mind working of, well, for, for these brands, they just they are doing stuff all the time. And, like, if you follow the X Games, you know what content they're going to be pushing out. You're going to see flips on bikes and snowboards and stuff. But for these other brands, you'll be like at a PGA tournament, then you're at a tech expo, then you're at Sundance. And it, it's harder to keep followers like because there's not a through line for all that content. Like there's not a similar interest. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's not extreme sports. It's like all these different things are involved in. But if you can create entertainment and humor to be the through line through all that, you can kind of keep people engaged. Hmm. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, that's almost like the the tether. Yeah. And so I've seen AT&T do that recently, and it's it's great. Like, they have someone funny and engaging hosting at uh, E3, the gaming conference. Then they have someone funny and engaging at Sundance. And so no matter what the event is or what the world is that this event is, there's going to be humor. It's going to be entertaining. It's not just going to be, like, reporting. Mm-hmm. And I've... Some brands get that, some brands do it well, and some don't. And so I see now, um, like, they, they want more humor, and it's great for me, you know? It's great for us, yeah. yeah so, like, a, at Byron Nelson last time, they're like, hey, we, three days, we want three sketches. Make them funny. Like, That's your only direction. of golf. Yeah. You know? I mean, I have to get everything approved, but it was pretty much all of my creative control. They just kind of would approve stuff, and they got it. You wrote and directed, and that's that's so cool. Like I saw the one you did with the trick shot guy in the hotel room. Yeah, where it is that something you wrote, and they're like, "Hey, here's something." Yeah, okay. uh, trick shot artist Josh Kelly, hole in one trick shots on Instagram. Incredible. Right, follow him if you don't. It, it, it doesn't. Even make if you're not sense. into golf, what he can tough, do? You're like, what? You I know? bet seeing it live is gnarly too. It's crazy. He does live shows and can do all that stuff live. Uh-huh. Crazy, um, but yeah. You know, we had these personalities and I needed to look at what they do and kind of make a sketch around it while also alluding to the AT&T Byron Nelson. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of parameters. So for him, um, he was only there for five hours. Like he came in, did a, had to do a couple of videos, then leave. Um, so we only had like an hour with Josh. Whoa. That's not because he's a diva. It's just like schedule. Oh, like he's course. the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just wrote a quick sketch about we're rooming together and it's the worst because he's always doing a trick shot and I can't like sleep. I can't take a shower. Uh, there's just golf balls flying all around. Yeah. And I mean, f- yeah, for what it was, I think it is a good little sketch, especially like from AT&T. Like it's funny in and out in under a minute. Um, and they were really happy with it. What is the process for writing a sketch like that? Does it start out as, okay, we're living, we're rooming together and then build from that? What is the creative process behind that kind of it's it's some of that stuff's difficult because it's what's funny about trick shots other than doing a goofy trick shot you know so we did we did another sketch with him on the range where kind of like 
Key and Peele, Obama's anger translator. Hmm. This is like he hired an encouragement assistant because he has a lot of trolls online. So I'm just standing there while he's doing trick shots and complimenting the hell out of him, mm-hmm. like about his muscles and that <laughs> he doesn't have warrants and all that stuff. So it's just quick, goofy things that we can do while featuring his skills. So it all starts with that. There's another uh, golf influencer uh, <laughs> named Tish, and she's great. Uh, she's on the tour right under LPGA Tour, so she's super good at golf. And her deal is she dances like on Instagram. She's a really good dancer and golfer. So the sketch there, it just kind of writes itself. Uh, she beat me in a close to the pin contest and then kind of like dances to rub it in. And then she like haunts me like everywhere I go. She's somewhere in the background dancing and it's like ruins my life. Mm, okay. Kind of thing. So you take the reality and then almost exaggerate it. Yeah. While focusing on their, their sweet spot, you know, like I right. get up in the morning, open the hotel window and a mile away she's dancing <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's just, it's great when brands get that. Like, People don't yes. just want to see golf highlights, especially if you don't care about golf. Mm-hmm. But if there's a quick little funny sketch, that's great. I like it. Let's say, okay, the, the, the premise is she dances a lot, so mm-hmm. it's there to annoy you or to really just really beat you down. So you have the idea of like you miss a shot and she's dancing. You look from a mile away and she's dancing. Like How many ideas do you generate versus how many do you actually keep in the final edit? Yeah, we... I mean, I guess each one of those would be a joke. So we mm. probably had like six jokes in there and used four. Oh, that's a good, that's a good yeah. ratio. So, though. you know, with, with that quick content, we're going to have to chop stuff, edit it down. So we just shoot more than we need and just see what makes sense in the edit. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. I've, I've found, I mean, I've tried to do sketches. Some, I went through a phase on Instagram where I was like, I'm going to be this guy. And then it's, <laughs> it's one of those things like you mentioned earlier that I had to discover is that. It's not, it's, it doesn't align with my organic interests. Right. And it's whatever, what we're talking about is a lot of work. So if it doesn't align with your interests, the work isn't going to be worth it. So I think that was a big note I had to learn. And here we go, social media. And then I'm like, I did it for a while and it like, it was working. Like I was generating it like organically and slowly and incrementally. But I was like, this isn't, I lost interest. It just became stale. Yeah. But it was a lot of ideas that had to be parsed down. Right. Because there's the comedy side of it. And then also the comedy side is like what you think's funny. And that could be a lot. Then you got to think through the social media and video lens. Like what's feasible to create. Mm-hmm. How much is too much to post. There's just all those different parameters. Well, people need to understand you may spend, people will spend hours on these 60 second <laughs> videos. Like this is yeah, not I mean, I, point I, and shoot. Yeah. It. Yeah, it just totally depends on what it is. Like these were a couple of video guys, like full sketches, boom mic and whatnot. It was a it's a mini sketch, but with a full production. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like small production, yeah. Is do you think quality is is as people are generating content, do you think quality is a factor that can help set you apart? I think so, for sure. Okay. Um I might be a little biased because like that's I I went to film school, like I've always been a video guy mm-hmm. that was funny, you know? So I, I look at that stuff more than a lot of people do. Like I love key and peels, my favorite sketch show ever more than Chappelle show or anything. And a big part of that is the production, how pretty it looks, how well it's shot, you know, Mm -hmm. I just appreciate that. 
Uh, and there's been a lot of sketches I see where I think the idea is great, but it sounds like garbage. It looks bad and I just can't really get around it. Um, and it also kind of depends on the idea. You know, if it's like a full sketch where two people are talking, another person comes in, like you need, it needs to sound good, you know? But if it's yes. like more of a thing, uh, a stage video where you film someone freaking out and it's a bit, that can look, you know what I mean? That needs to look kind of normal, like on a phone, like gorilla audio. Yeah. It just yeah. depends on, on what it is. So I think a big part of that is right for what you can record what your capabilities are pretty much like Ooh. like write what you can shoot you know what i mean fascinating so if you know if you can't do cgi dragons don't write a sketch about a dragon and that's a, that's an extreme but example, you could you, know you mean? could also alter that into maybe it's not about a dragon maybe it's about like a dog or you can just you can scale it back and if For it's sure. well written then you can build upon that yeah um film school rejects is a twitter account um, and they do interviews with film directors all the time and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, and something I've heard a lot of directors say, w which is the same idea. It's about film and not, you know, sketches, um, is right for them. It's right around someone, you know, so like if you know an actor, write something for them and write something you can shoot. So like scale it back, small ideas, um, just so you can shoot it and really focus on making it good. Boom. Yeah. Gold. You dropping joms. Yeah. I dropping joms. Dropping joms. Dropping joms. You were worried joms. at the beginning about not being able to um, have good nuggets for the oh, yeah. hot breath of earth. No, I got so much nugs. Yeah. Dank nugs. <laughs> dank nugs. Dank nugs. That's, that's the hashtag. Yeah. Uh, but before we get out of here, is there anything else you want the uh, world to know? Uh, the World Cup just started. Watch it. It's worth it. Are you part of their branding or you're just, no, I'm not. I'm just pushing soccer? And I'm sad that the U.S. isn't in it because we're going to have a dip in interest in soccer in the U.S. for a few years. Oh. Sorry. That was the only thing in my brain. Uh, as far as my stuff. <laughs> I was really hoping you had more insight. But you're like, soccer. I'm working for soccer now. No, I'm not working for soccer. I would love to. Uh, FIFA, hit me up. I'm down. Maybe you got to do some soccer sketches. True. That just That just makes me think even like you're at one level where... You were huge on Vine. You made a bunch of big connections and you're working with like AT&T and other, I think you did Thrillist was another place yeah, you've worked like at. Yeah, live stream series, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you've worked with a bunch of different movers and shakers, but even on like a, a smaller scale for like on a local scale, maybe a comedian could, if they, if they go to some coffee shop a lot, like aligning with their interests, maybe they could look at collaborating on doing some content for them. Absolutely, car dealerships and their, Awful local commercials. Hmm. You can make something better than that mm -hmm. in a heartbeat, especially when they, well, I don't, <laughs> I was going to insult one right now, but I probably shouldn't specifically. Okay. Uh, you know, they like try to write these jokes and they're, ooh, like even my dad would cringe. Like it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's so bad. Um, so yeah, it, you got to make stuff. Like it's, I know you can't call these people and be like, hey, I promise I'm funny. Let me make something. They're like, I don't know who you are. Um, but yeah, if you if you make sketches, if you can make sketches and send something to someone like, hey, I love your product, I love what you're doing, I'd love to make something for you. And they're like, we think you're funny. They're probably down. So almost even go ahead and make it and then send it to them. Yeah, I mean, car dealership and like whatnot's probably a little weird uh, if you're just like running around their cars in their lot. But 
but yeah, like that's what I did for the Braves again. I was a mm-hmm. fan, so I made it and I posted it on YouTube. And an hour later, the Braves called and wanted to use it in the stadium. Huh? That quick? It was that quick. Is that the one that kind of boosted you up in Atlanta for sure? Yeah, that was pre-Vine and all that. Vine is kind of more on the wider scale. Um, but yeah, it's it's the interest thing. Like we were talking about soccer. I don't know anyone who's being funny in the soccer world, really. Hmm. And I'm sure there is. But if you can do, if you love soccer, do some. So- I mean, people do it all the time. Like the every Alabama fan watching the national championship. There's a dude that sits there and reacts to it, right? And they blow, every single one blows up on Facebook, and he does that just because he loves football. Like you love something, make something funny with it, dude. That my friend, if you love something, make something funny about it. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that, that's the that's the nugget right there. Dank nugs because we're all trying to figure this out and what it would work for them let me try that but it's like take a step back what is it about you what do you enjoy and then now be funny about what you enjoy yep and people will see it you never know who's watching aaron tuning Mm. not disappoint my friend we got there we got there we got way more than six seconds of nuggets in that one wow but now i'm just gonna post five second increments of this podcast everywhere (laughs) like you said perfect it's going to be a gif, 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 unless you're a psycho. Yeah. Okay. Gif. Mm-hmm. Well, let's land this plane, my friend. Let the people know um, where they can keep up with you and all that jazz. Yeah. I'm Aaron Tuning all over the internet. Uh, A-A-R-O-N-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. Uh, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, probably the, the best places to see what I'm up to. Getting back into some stand up soon. You're going to give it a Atlanta. shot? It's very time consuming. Yeah. I'm not going to like give it a shot. Okay. I'm not diving in. It's just more of those like friends have shows and I'll hop on them here and there. Oh, the book shows where there's the people shows, and that people sure. care. Yeah, like if it's brewery shows coming up. Of course. Not. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about before you're moving to New York. I was like, are you even going to do stand up? You're like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to some open mics. I didn't do stand up once in New York. I believe. I believe it. <laughs> I, yeah, I was never there. You were going up there also to work with clients. It, the fact that you use the word client sounds so professional. But that's yeah. the facts. You were going up there to work with corporations. Right. Brands. I can say that. Work with, that sounds worse. Brands. Work brands. With brands. Sounds worse than influencers, really. Wow. Saying so many terrible buzzwords. Uh, but yeah. So hit me up online. Say if, what's up. And people can hire you as well to create content for them. Like, do you almost have like a website geared to I towards- have a website. It's Aaron.Productions. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's like a .com now. It's .Productions. It's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm willing to talk with anybody. Okay. Like, even if you have questions about anything I said today, happy just to like talk a little bit about it. Dude, Aaron Tuning, thanks for being on Hot Breath, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Boom. Let's do it again soon. It, it, yeah. Let's, cool. If you ever need any actors in your content for... That's going to happen. Influencer. If you ever need an Atlanta influencer that can influence... I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to Fontis, too. Give them their look right there. We talked about them earlier, but they're our water sponsor. I just wanted to shout out to them. Yeah, it's great water. Yeah, you've been drinking it. It feels good. Very wet water. Yum. Thanks, man. Oh, kaboom. I love doing hot breath. I love that you listened here. At the beginning of this, Aaron is like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. He dropped a lot of gems I hope you learned from. I personally... My favorite was him talking about just finding what your authentic interests are and then building your brand around that. So if you are a comedian, 
what are you interested in? Okay, make funny content based around that interest. Stop trying to find a shortcut into what everybody else is doing. Really, there's no right way. There's just your way. So I hope this episode was a good way. Oh, man, that was a good phrase. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. So anyway, I hope you found this one as inspirational as I did. If you did, Simply share it. We're all on social media at Hot Breath Pod. Our Instagram is on fire right now. I'm not trying to brag, but just go on over to at Hot Breath Pod. We're rolling out videos every single day. Also, our YouTube is on fire now. My man Amon Garner in his studio has now set up a telecasting video setup. So go on over to YouTube. Check out how dope the videos are becoming. And of course, my website, joelbyerscomedy.com. If you want to book me, if you want to see where I'm going to be performing, if you want to hear about my comedy class, if you want to hear about my comedy book, if you want to hear more about the podcast, it's all linked from joelbyerscomedy.com. If you just not even want to think about where I'm going to be, you know I will be at Java Monkey in Decatur, Georgia, every Wednesday, 8 p.m., where we're starting a new podcast called the Funny Monkey Radio Hour, where I let comedians perform, and then I interview them about their performance. So come on down. It's a free show. I've been doing it almost seven years now. You won't disappoint. I won't disappoint. You won't be disappointed. Unlike this outro, we were doing so well. But it's all good and swell because I can rhyme all the time. But anyway, that's what we do here at Hot Breath. It's all about kind of helping you... discover your comedy mastery so thanks for being a part of this whether you're a fan or fellow performer i'd love to hear from you however you want to reach out and that's it i think that's the end of this outro i think we've done enough if you're listening this far into it you're clearly a committed hot brethren and sistren which means if you want to commit a little bit more we do have a patreon page called patreon.com hot pod where you can drop a little tip in the podcast tip jar for the Over 10 hours a week, we spend creating the content for this podcast. You just drop in a little, you know, you may spend five bucks on a latte, maybe skip the latte, give it to hot breath, but I'm not begging. I'm just here having a good time with you and I hope you're doing the same. So let us land this plane as we all know how. And that is by thanking, of course, my producer, Amon Garner, keeping these sounding crystal clear and now has his own studio. Everybody's growing in the Hot Breath of Verse here. He works with other podcasts as well. If you want him to work on yours, hit him up. Amon Garner on Facebook. And, of course, my wife. I have to thank Aaron Byers for creating this theme song. I am forever indebted to thanking her at the end of every Hot Breath episode. So, I checked all the boxes. Thank you for listening. This is your first one or second one. You have over 130 other Hot Breath episodes in the catalog to go check out. And until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath.